Well, hey, Wrecking Crew. Welcome back to Like a Wrecking Ball podcast. I'm your host, Kayla. And I'm John. And we are excited to be back at it again after what seems like a whirlwind. I don't want to know how long it's been. It's been too long. Yeah. We're sorry. We probably don't care that much, but we're sorry. (laughs) We're actually excited to just sit down and do this. It this recording and talking felt like the least stressful thing that has been happening in our lives or, or the least chaotic thing. Like yeah. I was like, can we just like record? That sounds so like soothing. <laughs> yeah, we literally like don't have a whole direction on so I guess we have a little bit, but little bit. generally speaking, we sat down about five minutes ago and like what should we talk about? Yeah. And it's also gonna just be nice to just kinda talk and decompress from everything that's happened. So catch yeah. us up. What what we've we been up to. I feel like we should be paying our listeners to be our therapists right now. <laughs> um, let's see. Gosh. Well, we are coming to you live from our new apartment. apartment. Yeah. Um, so we're shacked up. Um, <laughs> I think you're actually going to say that. Why not? <laughs> yeah. So we uh, pulled the trigger um, after spending the last like six months. Mm living together probably Almost more well, well i meant like yeah. me moving things to your place slowly but surely yeah. but yeah no it's yeah. uh so we finally got our own place you didn't yeah. just move into like my place or i move into yours we started fresh yeah although our original plan was for me to move into your place yeah. and but oh. i think it was meant to be honestly yeah it was meant to be and we found a really good place yeah. We like it, so we're now in more of a North Seattle area, not in cute little Edmonds, but <laughs> I've adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> it was a struggle. It was a struggle. There was a lot of emotions around yeah. the move and getting a new place. and Finding a place was the crazy part, because that was in the middle of you doing your run, and I was not prepared for the whole scenario, the whole situation at all. Like yeah. I went into it being like, oh, we'll just kind of go look at some places and we'll find the right place. We'll put an application and we got it. Yeah. Little did I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, Y'all think the housing market is crazy. The yeah. rental market is insane. It's the same as the housing market. Maybe not as bad, but very comparable in that like, I went and looked at this one place that I really wanted and it showed up and it was almost like an open house style and there was 10 other couples there. Everyone literally just came walking into the living room, grabbed applications off the, like the kitchen counter. They didn't even go look at like the bedrooms or anything else and just start filling out and putting it in. Yeah. And yeah. So like missed that one by like being fifth in line, missed another one that I really wanted because I didn't go and view the place at, 8.30 in the morning instead I went and viewed it at 9.30 or 10.30 and put the application in and we were second a lot. Like, it yeah. was, it just was ridiculous. So. We found a great place. And it meets, it's perfect. There's not enough covered space, but no. other than that, it's perfect. So we're very happy. Yeah. So combining things has been like one of the most stressful thing. I don't oh my like, gosh. you guys tell us if you guys have experienced this, it's a whole new experience. I think for both of us, because we both came from established households, I guess. I came from a house. You came from a house, and you, yeah, you had to downsize from that. But, like, yeah, we were established in our houses. You know, yeah. when you're first getting married, when you're getting married the first time, or 
<laughs> if you're young and moving in with a partner, you're not coming from like your own established household. And yeah, you go to Ikea that. together and like buying things to fill the space. Yeah. We have the opposite problem. The opposite. Like what, how many wine openers did we have the other night? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we should have put that on our pod or on our Instagram for here. You still have the photo. I do. Oh yeah. Wait, but we, I like after opening a bunch of boxes, I, I put it aside. Yeah, like 10 something like wine and bottle openers. And I, at that point, that was like towards the end of the day. I was like, John, literally just like pick two. <laughs> like, <laughs> please just come pick your top two because I've been doing it all day. Just like tossing oh random things. I'm like, okay, we don't need like duplicates of this. And like this one doesn't have a lid or yeah, it's just been. And like on a personal note, huge shout out to Kayla. She has handled way more than I have. I will fully admit it. No. Been, yeah. No. You've been awesome. So thank you for <laughs> doing so much and organizing. And y'all would not believe how much crap she fit in our tiny ass little cupboards. <laughs> we still have about like two dozen wine glasses. Yeah. <laughs> That's we're, the we're one just... thing we couldn't get rid of is like our wine glasses. We're selling total alcoholics. Like 15 wine openers. We can't fit enough wine glasses. <laughs> we're not alcoholics, I swear. No. no, we got rid of some. We got rid of a few. But we still, yeah, we got to find a place for those and find a place for a bunch of dishes. But I think I made the comment of, like, this is why you don't get a divorce and start over because <laughs> it's a lot more work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you combining two registries, essentially, because yeah. my ex left me basically With everything. Yeah. I mean, she took, you know, her personal stuff. And mm-hmm. That was about it, so... Yeah, and same with, like, our situation. Like, my ex left, and I kept most of the things, and yeah. Although I got married, like, three years before you, so yeah. it was kind of easy of, like, okay, you know, some of my stuff was a lot older, and just, it was time for me to upgrade or, or renew mm-hmm. things, right. <laughs> I guess, in a way. Um, so that was, some decisions were easy, and then some things are just, like, where are we putting it all, but... yeah. We're getting through it. We're getting through it. We still have a garage full of things. We might have to have a, a party or something and get people to come. No. Yeah. no. <laughs> There'll be goodie bags of our old crap for yeah. people. <laughs> Y'all are invited. Well, let's talk about the moving day. I think we learned a lot. Move, moving is hard. Moving's hard enough, but if y'all didn't see the news, we're not in Seattle. We unintentionally, well, we were forced to move on literally the record-breaking hottest day ever oh. in Seattle. It and the insane. difference with Seattle is we don't have AC. Yeah. So we were going from one apartment to another apartment to our new place. None of them had AC. So our only like break or reprieve was like in the cars. Yeah. And then we eventually had to quit because we were feeling like totally depleted. Yeah. I never felt, I've not felt that depleted in a long time. And it was like, we have to call it because we're just going to kill ourselves and had to go sit and we're like let's just go sit in a bar where there's ac and we need to like cool down and calm down because it was getting to us emotionally it was getting to us physically it was it was difficult <laughs> yeah and you know the the move day was hard and then the few days after like we'll be honest like we were fighting like cats and dogs uh, we were fighting like we never fought before yeah, and yeah that was, that was probably our worst fight we've had yeah, definitely crossed some lines I never wanted to cross or say things, and mm-hmm. like, sorry for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it too. was the heat speaking. <laughs> sure. No, yeah. it was you know moving stressful and like, you know, I think both of us 
it's not just moving it's it's emotional mm-hmm. you know um you know moving in together that's amazing exciting but it's also it's a little scary yeah it's scary yeah. it's emotional it's it's a big step especially having been married before I don't, maybe i'm just speaking on my own no terms for but sure. it's definitely it's a i don't i don't know this to sound bad but it yeah it's scary because it's like oh we're we're doing this again you know <laughs> it's like i don't know it just it 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 felt kind of real and um and then on top did you of, recognize that in a moment like no, that's not at all. oh i knew did i you? mean i felt it i was like i know i'm stressed because this is such a big deal and i kept being like i it's what i wanted to do but i had to keep like remind myself it's what I want to do because like the scare factor or the trauma would set in of like well what if especially because we were fighting too yeah. and it just was like I was like well what if this doesn't work and now I'm freaking stuck yeah. <laughs> like we have a, a a lease now and that oh, part yeah. that part was there for me like the 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 realness of like we're moving in together I more so meant like hmm. the feeling of you know I guess you could say the abandonment issues mm, was there yeah. for me of like okay. a little bit of past trauma and um, that was real. What do you mean by that? Like me abandoning you? Or yeah, anything? totally. Like, you know, it just, it's an, it's the next step, you know, it's yeah. a, and I was like, oh man, like, you know, the last time I did this, I had the same thought, like, this is going to be great. Oh, perfect. And, you know, obviously it didn't work out. And so there was a little bit of fear there and yeah, and that realness of, you know, um, we're, we're now stock. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean stuck. Just like, yeah, like you said, you know, it's, it, there's, there's a a heaviness to it of, oh, we're, we're making a big decision and not like we didn't put thought into it. I mean, we, we no, we definitely had quite a few conversations leading up. It definitely was not a, oh, my lease is ending, your lease is ending. I guess we should do this. It ended up that way, ironically, because right. you were supposed yeah. to move to your place. And then literally two days after we decided we would do that, and we're all excited, you know, we're having some wine. Literally two days later, you get a letter that your landlord is terminating your lease. We yeah. think because she's selling the place. But yeah, yeah just chaos. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we, we put the thought in and but it, was, it was scary. It was, you know. What feels, does it? does it feel different at all like yeah you've been through the abandonment and you're you know trying to process through that and heal from that but does this feel different in any way or on your end how are you handling it differently handling it differently like in the move in or just to feel yeah or just the feelings or um do you feel more confident about it i do i do at first i didn't i think that's why i was scared and probably part of why we were fighting like you said um but we'll get into where i was but i had a lot of time to think and kind of process and um it just kind of made me more in love with you and more excited so um yeah it feels good and i think especially having the place a little bit cleaned up and it's starting to feel like ours and mm. we've got some new stuff and we some got old a new stuff rug <laughs> We got a new couch. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. we have just things that feel like ours. Yeah. You know, some of it's yours, some of it's mine, but we also have done a good job of just blending the two mm-hmm. and making it feel like ours. So, 
It's like the cute. Have you ever seen that cute movie, um, Blended? With, I don't think so. Um, Adam Sandler and uh, oh, what's her face? I can't think. Anyways, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's about families that are like blending mm. and all the chaos that goes. It's it's really cute. It's just yeah. a little rom com, but yeah. Anyways, Anyways yeah. Um, you know it, it. Yeah, it's hard. I, I was actually talking with a patient um, to yesterday, and she's getting married, and she has two kids from a previous marriage, and he has two kids from a previous marriage, mm-hmm. and I didn't think I told you about this, but. We just totally connected on because she's getting married like literally next week, oh. and we just connected on all of the things, like all the things that we've talked about in these podcasts, all the things that you and yeah. I have talked about, and it kind of gave me some validation for this podcast, not this particular episode, but just the entire thing of this is we're not alone. Yeah, like this is truly how everybody feels. And I was talking with a patient today that her daughter has gone through the same thing and gone through divorce and, mm-hmm. and you know, I was kind of sharing my story and your little bit of your story. And she's like, Oh my gosh, like this, this is not, we thought it was just our daughter because that's the, like, you know, huh. they don't experience it. Yeah. And you know, she was like, you know, that really helped to hear somebody else say it. Somebody else has gone through the same thing. Yeah. She's like, I really thought that like we were alone. And that my That's daughter so was, one. yeah, it was yeah, really cool. It, yeah. was, it was good to hear. So we hope, you know, that y'all yeah. that have been through it or are thinking about going through it or hopefully you're in great relationships, um, yeah. hearing a little bit of the other side and there's good and bad and there is life afterwards. So yes, for sure. Know, um, nothing is, I think it, it definitely nothing. has felt very different for me. Mm-hmm. Just, I feel more confident in us than I ever did in my past relationship. Mm-hmm. And like, even with all the crap and just the tough times and the stress and the chaos. Like it hasn't even been that tough. It's just been a lot of stress and then it compounds and it comes out and we always take out our stress on the people closest to us. Mm-hmm. So it's just been happening on both ends. But even with like all of that, it's still felt, it's felt very different, felt more confident in us and knowing like we, and it's that we recover yeah. quickly, yeah, very quickly. And we say sorry a lot quicker mm-hmm. and better. And I like it's one thing that I know I need to even work on more, but I hope I do it more. But you've also been really good about just being quick to be like, sorry. And yeah. so it just makes me feel a lot more confident in us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it hasn't like the fear or the like hesitation or questioning mm-hmm. based off of past experiences and her is like, quickly like it's quickly diminished yeah yeah yeah, for sure um so what else have we been up to um lots of things so i mean directly after moving we had to travel yeah (laughs) do you want to jump into that now might as well okay so this episode we're jumping into sips and situations a little early so we'll we'll pour a little little wine for everybody here kayla i'll let you do the honors of so I just grabbed this at Whole Foods today. I don't even know anything about it. I was like, it looked good because it's a Cab, Cab Sauv Rosé, which Heaven has honestly Hills. been... Heaven Hills, so it's Washington. Mm-hmm. Which is honestly... I actually picked it because this feels like it's been a, a theme of these more deep, intense rosés. Mm-hmm. I feel... I don't know if it's always been around and we're just now picking up on them, 
But I've never really seen a lot of combos of like Cab Sauv Rosés. Yeah. Which we've been drinking quite a bit of. Yeah. No, I like them a lot. They're yeah, I like unique. It a lot. They're, they've got a nice flavor to them. Yeah. Um, my favorite part was, it's called, uh, it's from the Vineyard Inches. And my favorite part is their tagline. Did you read this? No. <laughs> it says, a few inches can make a huge difference. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh, Truth, you would. right? You would. <laughs> what are you trying to say? No, nothing, nothing. Wow. No. Less than 10 inches. Of, it just gets better. Okay. Anyways, you all got to try this. I, I like it. It's Inches Cab Sauv Rosé here in Washington. Um, it's deep and, and yummy. What do you think? No, no it's, it's a good blend of like flavorful and refreshing. Yeah. Like you don't get that too often. A lot of times rosés are very refreshing or they have a like like a pinot noir rosé is very almost heavy light you, or well, oh, heavy, yeah. heavy on flavor right yeah but this is a good blend i like yeah. it. it's more berry we've had a lot more like citrusy rosés yeah. which i don't really like because they leave a weird aftertaste like that heavy like citrus mm-hmm. this one yeah is yummy it's lovely. yeah so inches yeah inches <laughs> <laughs> all right so sips and situations we're kind of just talking about our recent situations. So you start first. All right. So uh, I've had a bachelor party uh, with my good friend Josh planned for months now. Yeah. Um, in fact, because of COVID, got delayed once. Hmm. Um, we were supposed to go to just I think we were supposed to go no twice actually. We were supposed to go to Mexico, and then oh. we were supposed to go to San Diego. Um, but the timing didn't work for a bunch of guys. So I went down anyways with another buddy, Mike and, um, shout out Josh and Bolo. Um, <laughs> I don't think they listen to this, but anyways, um, so this bachelor party, uh, was in Nashville and little side note, as much as if y'all know me, y'all probably think I'm a total extrovert. I am an absolute introvert <laughs> and Big crowds stress me out. Lots of guys stress me out just because, you know, things go wrong. You Mm -hmm. get like, you know, 15 alpha males and personality conflicts. Um, You know, I was just, I was like, man, like, I'm hoping this doesn't suck. Um, I was nervous. Like, I I legitimately almost bailed multiple times. Um, I don't think I told you that. No. But I was nervous. I was like, ah. Man, like, what if this sucks? What if it's, you know, what if somebody gets in a fight? What if someone gets arrested? What if somebody ruins a relationship? Yeah, I like literally is where my mind goes. Um, But it turned out great. It was 14 awesome dudes. We had a great time. There was no issues, like instant best friends. Um, But that's where I was, which if y'all don't know, Nashville has been called the bachelorette capital of the U.S. Um, It has overtaken Vegas now. So Everyone you can imagine, um, you know, they're calling it Nash Vegas, um, <laughs> and it lived up to the name. God. So where were you? Well, back it up. I was a little sore, a little sour about the fact that you were going, mostly because it was over Fourth of July weekend. That's true. That was kind of the big thing. I was like, really, like, it's my favorite holiday. Which I did not know at the time, by the way. No. But, yeah, and it's our first holiday, like, first 4th of July together. Mm-hmm. So, it was a little, I was pretty, pretty sour about it. 
So I was like, well, hell am I gonna, like, no way am I gonna just sit at home. <laughs> like, it would have been not good because I'm not, I don't handle that well. <laughs> I don't handle FOMO well at all. Shocking. Because <laughs> I'm the extrovert. Um, so I called up my girlfriend and I was like, who couldn't come to Mexico with us? And I was like, can you get rid of the kids? Let's make a trip. Um, so her and I are big on like hiking and stuff. And I've always, we've been talking about doing Zion and the plan was to do it later this year and have the kids with us, but she was able to get rid of the kids. We're like, well, you know what? Let's make this our like Zion Vegas trip. So yeah, we went to Vegas and, but we didn't do what everyone thinks of when two girls or three girls go to Vegas. We, another friend joined you too. Yeah. We had another girlfriend join us as well. No, like. We spent a whole day in Zion, and then we spent, like, a whole 24 hours, like, actually doing Vegas things, and then, like, I did another day of hiking out at Valley of Fire, so, yeah. yeah. It was so much fun. It was, so, I've never been to Vegas, so this was my first time ever in Vegas, and I loved it. Yeah, it was, I, was, I was a little sour that you went to Vegas for the first time without me. Well, you know what? You left me for both of July, <laughs> so. <laughs> I at least had, it wasn't my choice. <laughs> You still chose to go. It's, I'm, I'm the officiant in this wedding. Like, would have been a groomsman had I not well, been chosen Well, we get. had talked about going to Vegas last year, but COVID happened. So, like, it was it was going to be for us. And I'm, like, not, I would, lo- I want to go back with you. I feel like we'd have a lot of fun. But I had a lot, it was, I'm really glad I got to go with um, my girlfriends. Because it, it was just, like, perfect. It was what we needed. We were good. We're very, we really we were literally in the taxi or the Uber on the way back to the airport at the end of the day. We're like, we're too mature for Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're too responsible and mature for Vegas. Cause, like, nothing crazy happened, but we just had a had a lot of fun. Yeah. So our sips and situations um, is basically about our trips and the trust factor because, um, you know. I'm going to Nashville to party hard for four days with 14 14 dudes. 14 dudes, yeah. Um, You're in Vegas over 4th of July with two other attractive women and two also single attractive women. So there were some nerves. And so I guess if we were... more so on your end than mine. I mean... Yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I I mean, I wasn't overly nervous. I think we were both more nervous after the fact, which is kind of funny. Yeah, because I think, well, leading up to it, we really didn't have a lot of time to talk. Right. I kept kind of wanting to be like, we should have a discussion of like what what our boundaries are. And we just never had that time. And then all of a sudden, we were both like gone. Yeah, we're like on the plane. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It was, uh, and I mean... It was interesting because I, I was I left first, mm-hmm. and so I had the first night to be out and like seeing the vibe, and that was honestly kind of when a little bit of anxiety set in, just seeing, you know, clubs and oh. you know people out partying, and um, then it kind of dawned on me. I was like, oh, you are gonna be alone. Well, not alone, but basically alone yeah. in this setting 
I don't know if I like that so much. It's not, and that, you know, this is where that trust factor comes yeah. in, right? I mean, I definitely felt the same way when I got to Vegas and saw, because it just had been so long since being out in any mm-hmm. kind of that setting. Yeah, we haven't had to deal with that. Like, that yeah. was our first real time of both doing something apart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I kind of felt the same way when I was seeing, like, the vibe and how and getting people hit were. On my dudes. And, yeah, like, well... Yeah, just like the blatant, sometimes like just disregard for things, mm-hmm. even like when it would be very clear, like I have a boyfriend, just like it didn't phase anyone, mm-hmm. you know, or so yeah, definitely I was like, oh, and you know, you're tramping around in a Speedo on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> that did happen. There will not be pictures posted. <laughs> oh, I think there should, I think that should be the next photos because like you looked good. So I'm not kidding. Oh, man. But no, it was, you know... Um, so what were you worried about? I mean, I think we're all human. And I love you. You love me. We trust each other. But let's be honest. Like, alcohol plus compromising situations plus the energy of places like Nashville and Vegas plus attractive people that don't have those boundaries there's temptation there's there there's not necessarily temptation it's just there's um proximity to potential for bad Mm. bad situations Mm. you know uh, there's you know it's easy to end up in a compromising situation and is it i think so I mean, okay, like, I'm going to mildly put you on blast. And I, I don't, That's fine. So you guys were out, and, like, you were honest with me, and I've been honest with you about situations. Like, you guys were at, like, a bar with, like, a bunch of dudes, and you were there for a few hours, and, like, you know, there were guys hitting on you repeatedly, mm-hmm. right? Like, alcohol is flowing. They're buying you drinks. In a sense, that's a potentially compromising situation. Okay. Right. Okay. I I didn't know what you meant by like compromise. Oh yeah. I, I just, thought you were saying like further on, if like you end up like making out and then oh. you're in a compromising situation, and I'm like, I don't think it's easy to get to that point. Is what I was saying. I'm like, there's a lot of decisions you make leading up to that that you can stop at. So yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll put myself on blast too. Then like I shared a situation with you where. Um, a woman came up and started hitting on me and it was late at night drinks were flowing and I hit this point of I am in a compromising situation right now I'm going to remove myself okay like it's not like I was tempted it's not like I was like considering doing something wrong I was like this is just not a good place for me to sit because as much as it it's innocent right now right like it's still a compromising situation. Mm-hmm. I don't want to leave myself here mm-hmm. and run that risk of a moment of indiscretion. And all of a sudden that moment turns into you and I are no longer together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's, that's what I mean. So okay. that's why for me, I was like, I'm going to remove myself from these situations. And yeah, but it's part. hard to, when you're surrounded by it, like the entire scene is 
kind of a compromise. There's people dancing, they're grinding, they're groping, they're making out with people. Like, it's just that is the entire vibe is sex, you know? Right. And so it's hard, you know, and, and you know, not not hard to be there. It's just hard to have that trust sometimes that like, I'm like, oh, man, this is where she's at, too. <laughs> like, I trust myself and I trust you, but there's like a little bit just fear. Yeah. Do you think it's a difference between being like men and women? Because like, it's, I don't, it's sounding like you're kind of saying like, it's hard when you're in a situation that's like, just, you know, everything sex and focus on that to not be pulled into it. Whereas like, I was surrounded by the same thing and I never felt like it's like turned on or. I didn't feel turned on or anything. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm, that's like might not be the right word, but for me, it was more of like, it might, it might just be me. I just was like, oh, I wish John was here so we could be making out. <laughs> oh, I totally wish you were there. Like I, yeah. we would have had a blast at yeah. either location. I totally wish I was with you. I mm-hmm. wish you were with me. It's just, and maybe it is like male brain, female brain mm-hmm. of, you know, let's be honest, you know, as a guy, the blood can quickly start flowing away from the brain yeah because yeah sex is so huge is like you know it's a big factor for you guys and also as males and i'm going to totally stereotype here but like for men when we get attention from women you know it's i don't say it's not as common necessarily but i guess you know it's a little bit less common and so the Mm. natural inclination is Ooh, pretty girl talking to me, you know, whereas as a beautiful woman, you probably deal with that on a daily basis. So you're just kind of like used to fuck off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe there is that. Yeah. I think there definitely is that. I can tell you like, like the first night us girls went out, we literally like walked into the Cosmo, like chandelier bar, and we were just like being led to our table and we just immediately started getting like hoot and hollered at yeah. by like this whole group of guys in there and literally like, oh, like the show has arrived. Look at you guys. Like you guys are wearing this. And I, I just kept walking. I didn't even give them like a look. Mm-hmm. I just like legit ignored them. And I sit down and like Aaron or one of the other girls was like, man, like you really are coupled up. You can't even like flirt. I was <laughs> like, no, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I was, they're like at least just like smile at them so they would have bought us drinks I was like damn it yeah I probably should <laughs> save us a $20 drink but but I mean I think that's and and yeah we're we're finishing the bottle <laughs> yeah you just literally poured the rest of the bottle of my glass but I think you know and it there probably is a certain amount of like male brain versus female brain and it's not mm-hmm. to say that women don't give into that attraction or give into that moment it happens all the time but you know there is a and we're probably stereotyping i think it goes both ways but you know there's there's that you know lust factor you know attention feels good we all like it oh yeah and you know i remember people always saying like men like to look and women like to be looked at yeah exactly and so, you know, there was just that, you know, just that fear. I'm like, she's probably sitting with a bunch of dudes right now. And like, what if there's a super cute guy that talks a good game? And now that I don't trust you. Right. But just like, 
drinks are flowing inhibitions are lowered and again it's not that i don't trust you. it's not that i don't mm-hmm. it's not you right it's just the pure just my partner pure. yeah and maybe there's some abandonment issues behind that too yeah. for sure yeah. but yeah that was there and so what did you feel because i know you were like stalking instagram and i more so like i think it was different because i didn't know who you were with i don't know these people i I don't know if I can trust these people, you know, mm-hmm. and that was kind of just a big thing of like not knowing them, what they, what decisions they make and what that, like how the decisions they make and, and the situations that would put you in Yeah. and whether or not they would have your back. Cause they don't know us. Whereas like, I know my girlfriends would have my back and keep me out of situations or they would keep me accountable. Mm-hmm. I didn't think these these were people that would keep you accountable. Um, Cause yeah, again, like you said, like stuff happens or you can be in a situation. So that was kind of just like my big thing that was just the most like disconcerting. And then also this, like the thing that we were just saying, which is why I asked because what everything you were saying was kind of like confirming the difference between like our brains and how we think like, it's a lot easier for a guy to say like yes to sex or a compromising situation just because of like how our brains are. And so yeah. like, yeah, if you get attention, you're more likely to want to like flirt with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that was like, for me, such a conscious thing of, I just know that's, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's a, it sounds like a cop out, but biology yeah. If you will, or just... I don't think it's a cop out. I think it's being very self aware of like your weaknesses and setting boundaries so that like you don't give in to them. Yeah, I mean that yeah. was you know the thing. I mean, it was exactly that that I couldn't say it any better. Was setting a boundary for myself of mm-hmm. if I start to feel like oh there is someone who is giving me attention and that even remotely starts to like. I don't even feel good. Just like I recognize, I'm like, oh, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm out. <laughs> tap, tap somebody else in. Where, where's the single guy? <laughs> but you know, I think the biggest thing, and you know, jumping kind of ahead when we got home, you know, we were talking every night. And I was calling you, and I don't remember probably a couple of those conversations. No, I do. But you know, we were both out until four or five in the morning, and I think we both had some questions you know we got home and we literally had a conversation of so is there anything we need to talk about Mm -mm. and i don't want that to be the case going forward like i i think i think it's a it's a valid thing to at least just mention like hey you know does it but at the same time i think that we both gained a new level of trust Mm -hmm. this weekend yeah I think, like, the most disconcerting thing for me was how concerned you were. Because I read into that, like, when a person is like, did you do anything? Anything you want to say? Anything you want to do? You know, are you okay? Are we okay? And I was like, okay, so what's wrong with you? (laughs) And, like, I was like, where's this coming from? Because I didn't really have any concerns. I think for me it was, and this is probably the, the opposite effect of, the number of women that like we ran into or talked to mm. as a group, like we were hanging out with this bachelorette party for a little bit 
and they had all said, oh, we're all in relationships. And that got us to all let our guard down for a little bit. Oh. And we're like, oh, okay, cool. They're all in relationships. We're all in, like, we can hang out with these girls for a little bit. And, you know, bachelor party, bachelorette party. And we're all just hanging out, having fun. And then all of a sudden, you know, they bought a round of shots, which I did not take because I do not like hard alcohol. But all of a sudden, the drinks start stacking up. And all of a sudden, those girls in a relationship start not acting like they're in a relationship. Yeah. And no lines were crossed that I'm at least not with our group, but it was just kind of like y'all, like one of y'all's married. Two yeah. of you guys are in so so you said serious relationships, and I have no reason to believe they weren't. I mean, literally the same thing happened to us. Like, met these this couple. Mm-hmm. So okay. Well, went up to this dude, because I was playing wingman, basically. Mm. Like, literally, I'm, I'm actually a really good wingman. Because, <laughs> like, I didn't give a shit, because I was like, I'll just make a fool of myself, and then be like, hey, meet mm-hmm. my friends. They're single. They're, you know? Um, so I did, did that. <laughs> yeah, so I did that to this person, and he immediately shut it down. He's like, oh, my fiance's right there. And we're like, okay, like, sorry, like, not, like, totally respect that, whatever. And kind of kept striking up a conversation about um, similarities. Like, uh, he was obviously very muscular and built. So that's what we, like, approached him about. Be like, we appreciate your muscles. This makes me feel so good. (laughs) Well, it wasn't for me. It was for my friend. And anyways, um, but started talking to them and started talking to his fiance, who was actually really cool. And I really liked her. And we were talking about working out and fitness and, and all these things. And then hours or so goes by and, you know, did our own things. But he would always, like, find us and talk to us. And next thing I know, he's, like, making poor decisions and tr- making moves. And I'm, like, your fiancé is right there. Like, what in the F are you doing? Like, yeah, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. And, like, and it wasn't, like, there are people that are in open relationships. That's fine. He made it very clear. He's like, no, I don't want anything. I got a fiance. I got a beautiful fiance that I'm so in love with. Yeah. So it's like, okay, like you're trying to be a good man, and but like a couple drinks in and you're a freaking asshole. Mm-hmm. Like I... Oh. Well, you saw him like make out with someone. Oh, yeah. Make out. Tried to make out with me. Like didn't get close, but like went in and I like shoved him away. I was like, what are you doing? Like, no. Like... Mm-hmm. I and like go find your fiance. <laughs> right. Like I was yelling at him towards the end of the night because I actually had to end up like go finding him to connect him with his fiance. But I was yelling at him like go take care of your fiance. Like stop talking to us. Mm-hmm. And everyone else around was like, that's a good girl. Yeah, you tell him. Yeah. See, and like that's that's the thing is like, you know, that's a compromising situation. Yeah. I just can't believe it. But yeah. Things like that, like you were saying. Yeah, but I think, I mean, you know, you were in compromising situations. Yeah. Yeah. You were. wasn't of my, I was outside of my control. That one was. Yeah. But you were. And, you know, you handled yourself and, you know, that's great. And I fully trust you with that. Mm -hmm. But from, and I mean, and that regard so was I Mm -hmm. you know I mean there were 
you know, we're a bachelor party full of good looking dudes. Like it was fairly constant. You know, we're surrounded by women that are wanting to like sign our blow up doll or, you know, talk to, you know, all of us. And it was, for me, it was like, I'm just going to remove myself as soon as, you know, there's that, there's that feeling of, oh, that person's interested and willing to like shoot or shot. I'm getting out of here. Mm-hmm. And I will say, women are relentless. Oh, yeah. Like way more, like if a dude gets shot down, for the most part, there's a few out there. But I think in general, if a dude gets shot down, it's like, oh, okay, on to the next. You're probably dealing with a lot of just drunk women. Yeah, but there were also a lot of drunk dudes, and I saw a lot of dudes get shot down, and they just, oh, all right, well, move on to the next one. And women are like, whoa. Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's a, if I wasn't paying attention when I was younger, or if it's a new thing, or if it's post-COVID, or what, but it was, it was crazy. I was like, leave me alone. Leave my buddies alone. Let, we're, <laughs> le- let's go to the next bar. <laughs> Women don't like to be rejected. They really they don't. They think they're a hot shot and like <laughs> they could get, they could pull anyone they want. And that's, and that's the thing is like. The mentality. I think, and guys do it too. I mean, yeah. like no doubt about it, but yeah. So, you know, I think, you know, there, there had to be a lot of trust between us both. And I mean, if somebody were to ask us, you know, and this is where the Simpson situation comes in, if, you know. Caller, caller, we're listening. You know, um, you know, my boyfriend's going to Nashville or my girlfriend's going to Vegas. What's the response? And I think for both of us, we had the trust to begin with. And I think that was what made it so simple to say yes. And not like either of us asked permission. We don't ask permission to do things. But like there's a there's a relative like trust or consideration for the other person. Yeah okay, hey, I'm doing this or I'm doing this. Are you cool with that? Yeah. And, you know, but I think that's such a key is that that trust factor. You have to trust each other. Did you ever, so yes, you have to trust each other, but also you have to trust yourself. Yeah. Did you ever, like, evaluate that, like, where you were and knowing, like, okay, setting your own boundaries? Like, I... I wasn't even worried about, I didn't feel ever worried about me because I knew I was yeah. like, I'm not going to do anything. I've never, ever been tempted to cheat or step outside of a, a relationship or anything. But like, and I knew like going into it, I was like, I don't even want to. I yeah. zero desire. And like, I would look around and be like, everyone here is ugly. <laughs> like, but ugly. I was like, no, I like my boyfriend. <laughs> I feel the same way. And I, I never. I never had a question of um, cheating or, mm-hmm. you know, anything that would ruin our relationship at all. My biggest fear was like dancing and like all of a sudden there's somebody on me or dancing with me. And um, and that happened a couple of times, where like girls would try to get close and I was just like, no, I'm just going to back it up on my buddy, <laughs> you know? I've got videos to prove it. <laughs> Y'all will not see those. I, I haven't seen those. Someone see I'll those. show you. I didn't even tell you about it. I just saw them today. I just got uploaded. Oh, God. But no, it was, it. you know, what I, my biggest thing was I didn't want to 
even put myself in a position where I had to think about it. Because mm. it's just not worth it. So what kind of boundaries did you put in place? There was zero tolerance. It was like if if there's somebody who is talking to me and is hitting on me or flirting with me um, and it, it's beyond just casual conversation because yeah. we're next to each other, I'm, I'm out. Like mm-hmm. I'm just going to remove myself from that because for me it's just not worth yeah. getting to the point of having to think about it. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like I – even if I got to the point of thinking about it, I would still say no, but I'm like, I don't even want to be there. Because mm-hmm. for me, that was, again, not that I probably saw I'm not trusting myself, but it was just, it's oh. not worth the temptation. Yeah. Well, again, it's not trusting yourself. It's knowing, again, your limits and then setting those boundaries. Yeah. Like for me, like I intentionally was like, I'm not going to get like super drunk, like mm-hmm. wasted. I maybe got buzzed. Yeah. And that's really all I ever do. But I was like very intentional of like, no, I'm not going to get past a minor buzz. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like it, like the one night we were out to like five in the morning is more so was like, and I was like hyped up because I'm an extrovert and I was just feeding off of like being in a crowd and dancing and being out and being with like my girlfriends. Like that was the biggest high for me. <laughs> it was just yeah. so nice. I was like, I can't do this all night yeah. to just be around people yeah was so nice i do feed off that too you know yeah once i'm there once i'm in that setting but yeah no so tell me what was your like you asked it me about my boundaries and yours was just not getting drunk but what was your thought process like for example you guys at the karaoke bar getting hit on sitting with a bunch of dudes what's your thought process there well, number one, they were just really ugly. <laughs> okay, irrelevant. Like, what's the, what, like and I, I'm not, I'm not uh, questioning yeah, no, you. I'm just saying, like, yeah. for other people, like, what's your thought process in that moment? Mm-hmm. Because I know when, it, when I hear that, like, I get anxiety. I'm yeah. like, that's not comfortable for me. But it's not that I don't trust Like, not you. comfortable for you, for me being in that situation? Yeah, totally. Okay. It's yeah. not. Like, I'll be honest, yeah. it's not. Yeah. But I, it's not that I don't trust you it's not that i would say don't do it right but yeah it's it's disconcerting of okay cool my girlfriend's sitting with a group of Mm -hmm. dudes who are all hitting on her Mm -hmm. like that's not comfortable for me me i i'm very intentional in those situations where i'm watching what i'm drinking Mm. um like they they wanted to buy us drinks and they wanted to buy us you know they bought shots and drinks and i took the shot and I drank two sips out of my drink. Mm. Like I'm very intentional about that. I'm also really intentional about like where I'm at, like how I'm sitting, like I'm very much up in my head, (laughs) which it's not really fun for me because I am trying to be really conscious of like my, my posture, where I'm sitting, what I'm wearing, like what I'm, who I'm by making sure like I'm just by a girlfriend or I have like a guard up. Mm-hmm. so it it's not as fun for me i'd rather just be at a karaoke bar with my girlfriends mm-hmm. so that like i can just be me yeah um and i'm also just being very i mean i'm really good at the resting bitch face <laughs> no. and re- i'm also just really good at just being like a total biatch and like kind of like 
you've seen this side of me where I can just easily tear people down or just be really condescending. See, but some guys like that. Yeah, but I also know it's very easy to tell which guys don't. Mm. So then I just kind of really put it on and just be like, no, I'm not, I'm not here to like flirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like funny, like the one, the one guy obviously was into me and he kept trying to flirt with me. He was also, uh, he had been doing other stuff, so he really wasn't there. But anytime he tried to talk to me and whenever I would talk back or anything, he would literally like it'd trigger. He'd be like, wait, you're the one with the boyfriend. Yeah, someone like, someone told me that he said I, that like 17 times. So I kid you not, because I think my mood and my posture, my body, everything about me just read like unavailable. Yeah. Because like all I had to do is say one sentence and he'd be like, oh yeah, you're the one with the boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, you know, I mean, obviously we're having like a somewhat like real conversation just on the podcast and, mm-hmm. you know, airing out some fears and anxieties yeah, and yeah. Like, this is us just being raw about it and yeah, letting it all out. But there... We should probably wrap it up. I we should. I don't know watching the time. No, but Yeah, we probably should. But but I think, you know, in closing, like, at the end of the day, there was, of course, I think anxieties on both ends. Because right. you did have anxieties, especially when I got home. Yeah. And, you know, my buddies were like, hey, John, is your girlfriend's name Kayla? I'm like, yeah. They're like, she found my story. Huh? <laughs> stalker <laughs> well it was easy because like yeah because they were hashtag Josh was yeah. Re- yeah Josh was like reposting them or you would repost them so I'd just go look stalker. there's nothing wrong with that like you didn't do the same thing you were with two people that I'm friends yeah, exactly. with yeah <laughs> exactly exactly that was the again that was like my biggest concern I was like I didn't know any of these people I've yeah. never even met any of these people no I understand and, <laughs> but I think you know I really appreciated that in the moment, you you very easily could have gone a very different route in handling it, of mm-hmm. picking a fight or, you know, shaming me or, you know, kind of going a really negative route of, yeah. you know, don't do this, don't do right. that, you better not be, you better, you know, and I think a lot of people do that. A lot and, of people do that, yeah. And, and I think I think it pushes people down the wrong path when that happens. Right. Well, it just pushes them to think like, well, my partner doesn't trust me. So like, what's the point? Yeah. And I also like, this isn't, I don't know how healthy this is, but I also just had the mindset like, you know, if you're going to fuck up, that's on you. And like, I'd rather you do it now sooner rather than later. So I knew. That is an unhealthy way to look at it. <laughs> it is. But, honestly, it was like, but I didn't think you would. Like, yeah, I, I actually had the same thought. of I was like, well, at least now, you know, we've only done it for a month. We still have half our boxes packed. <laughs> oh, my God. We're so terrible. We're terrible. But, no, I, 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 I hope that I was, you know, after the fact, obviously, I think we were both just a little nervous. And just we had the conversation of, like, okay, this is our first time, like, do we need to talk? Do we need to do anything? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, did anything happen? And, and then once we had that conversation, we moved on. And there yeah. was just trust there. And, you know, when you were out, I tried to do my best to not be, like, the over-crazy boyfriend. Like, are, are you out? Are you home? What are you doing? What's going on? Talk to me. Well, I'm, you know, I didn't want to do that. I'm like, you're out having fun. Who cares? Yeah. I trust you. So, um I think the only thing that bothered me was you not talking to me when you were playing golf with the guys. Oh my gosh. 
And like for, the text that I tried to send to you didn't even send because that's what I was like on a plane. And I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't say anything because my texting didn't go through. <laughs> I won petty. All right. So anyone who golfs that's listening understands that like you just <laughs> don't have your phone out on the golf course. I sent her a text because we got backed up on the turn and then it started moving. And I was like, well, I'm going to keep my phone I, You don't away. have to. <laughs> I'm just justifying Justify it. On the other side, I was sitting at an airport, and I was bored, and I knew you were golfing, so I was like, why isn't he, like, talking to me right now? And I was being a very typical girlfriend. Just, <laughs> of all the things to get nervous or upset about, it was golfing with the guys, not being at the clubs, not well, being I was out. bored, and I was like, talk to me. <laughs> but no, I think, you know, it, for everyone out there. Yeah. Um you know, had those conversations, you know, mm-hmm. and honestly, you know, I think if you don't have trust, then you probably need to reevaluate a little yeah. bit or at least have some conversations wanna, around it. I think like it's, it's good to want to, to work towards being at a place where you and your partner can do these things. Totally. Like, and that does take work. Yeah. Like that it's, it's a very human thing to be nervous about those things or to be afraid of what could happen, of abandonment or cheating or being hurt or, you know, bad choices because we are all human and that's, that's okay. Like, we're going to have those feelings and those fears. But you want to work towards being in that place where you can trust each other um, and where you can also, like, validate each other. Mm-hmm. Like, there were times where you're like, hey, like, you know, what are you doing? Like, like just be safe, make good choices. And like, I was like, yeah, I was like, he's wanting validation. He's wanting insurance. Like I love him. I'm not going to do anything to him. And I, if I can give a little piece of advice and I, I'm going to ask you to do the same for the ladies out there, the best thing you can do when you're on a trip is give your man some validation. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. it doesn't take much, you know, a simple, like baby, I'm all yours. I love you. You have nothing to worry about. I'm thinking about you. Yeah. Honestly, that goes so far, goes so far. Just that simple little, because I know y'all know what we're asking for. And it's very easy to be like, you know, babe, like, do you not trust me? Do you, you know, don't like. To get defensive. Yeah. Instead of, yeah. That is the worst possible. It's just your man. It's his way of telling you he loves you and he's just a little nervous. And I think yeah. it's fair nervousness. Even yeah. if you're a perfectly healthy, happy couple, just do it. Because yeah. it helped me a ton that you did. Yeah. Um, so what's your advice for the fellas or the ladies? Uh, I think, I don't know how conventional I am when it comes to Well, this is an unconventional, but, po- yeah. <laughs> unconventional podcast, so. I think, like, from my end, the thing that helped the most was just, I don't know, it's hard to say, because I really did, like, I wasn't worried. And on, I think the thing that helped me the most was just, like, talking to you and getting to hear what's going on mm-hmm. like your stories yeah because i didn't i don't like finding out later yeah you know it's like just just tell me just yeah. being honest just being like oh this is what we did and being honest about like the stupidity that's yeah. happening because that means that does tell me like okay you're not afraid to tell me like the stupid things that are happening but all the fun things yeah you know so yeah just updating it and keeping them posted and just telling the stories of like oh this is how my day went you know and like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i think 
and for the ladies, you know, kind of on the flip side of that, you know, if your man is out, he's having fun, don't get mad at this stupid stuff. If he's being good, if he's not arrested, he's not fighting, and he's not banging someone, he's out with the boys and just being immature, because let's be honest, most men are stuck at about 14 years old, maturity-wise, <laughs> on the inside. Just let it fly. Yeah. Let it fly. If it's, well, if it's a consistent thing, different story. But like if he's yeah. out on a trip and they're being goofballs and they're wearing rompers or Speedos and he's telling you about it, just roll with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's... But everyone's different. I think there's things that people would be like, oh, that's okay. I wouldn't have been okay if you were getting like belligerently drunk every night. Yeah. No. I, well, yeah, of course there's boundaries. And there's, I think yeah. that's, of course, the overarching thing. was set the boundaries uh, early. Yeah. And... Stick to them. Mm -hmm. And as long as your partner's living within those boundaries and they're telling you about it, um, yeah, you know, it might make you a little uncomfortable. It might be like, ooh, I don't really like that. But fighting about it is only going to make that worse. Yeah. And I think also like to end on setting those boundaries yourself yeah. ahead of time. Knowing, again, your weaknesses, mm -hmm. what, you know, where you could easily falter and saying those boundaries ahead of time, like, this is my line. I'm drawing this line. I'm not going to cross this line mm -hmm. because I know if I cross this line, I'm going to cross other lines I definitely don't want to cross. Yeah. Like, you can't just, like, have the boundary at that, that one line. Like, okay, um, no, I'm not going to cheat. You got to kind of, like, set some boundaries before that. Yeah. Because once you get to that place, you're going to easily cross that line. Yeah, if you're deciding whether to put the condom on or not, you, you've gone too far. <laughs> You, know, you, you just you, keep pushing it out and more and more. So it's like, you know, back it up a little. What are the things that are going to lead to that and set the boundaries, mm -hmm. you know, for that? And I think fellas especially, but ladies too, be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. Like accept that like we all are tempted. We all have weaknesses. It's just human nature mm -hmm. and recognize it, own it and be comfortable with the fact that, hey, you know, hey, that would be a temptation for me. Yeah. And find out where that temptation would be and take about two steps back and that's your new boundary. Yeah, easily. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. We all have those those temptations and those faltering points. And so we have to set those boundaries and communicate them with our partner and ask for that accountability too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. And girls. Some situations. Cheers. Have a good night, everybody.